Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am Ken's sidekick, Dylan Waugh. I am that yappy little bulldog to Ken's big bulldog from Looney Tunes. This week we're going to be talking about, well actually today, because we're going to be doing two episodes today, the Western Conference Playoffs, which start tonight, and we will have special guest Jeff Merrick of 32 Thoughts. So check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter at Ken underscore Campbell27.com. Is that a sarcastic thumbs up? No, that was a good thumbs up. You got it all done. Did you like, hear what I said? At, I said at Ken underscore 27, uh, at Ken underscore Campbell 27 dot com. Oh, God. <laughs> you were doing great until then. I was doing but quite well. But you were, you were like trying to jam a lot into that little spot. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Hi, I'm Al Harrington from Al Harrington's Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man Emporium. You're weird. <laughs> You're a strange, strange man. Really, Mr. Pot? Mm. Touche? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I'm, un- I'm unstable. You're just strange. <laughs> You're unstable. <laughs> nice. Well done. Well, how are you doing this week? What? How do you think I'm doing? The playoffs start tonight. Playoffs start tonight. I'm doing great. Uh, me too. Because the playoffs start start tonight. Yes. Yes. If you go on to TSN tonight, you're there for a big surprise. No? Uh, TSN doesn't have the rights to the NHL. No, they don't have the rights, but they they, they, they air a bunch of games. No, not in the playoffs. They don't. Oh, they don't in the playoffs? No, they just have have the regional. They have some of the regional. Oh, okay. The regional games. Yeah, all right. of which none are are playoff games. They uh, they all go to the big networks now. So it's all Sportsnet and CBC all the time, baby. <laughs> and we've got oh. one of them on the podcast later. Mm-hmm. So man, he's a good big good guy. That Jeff Merrick. No, oh, I like him a lot. I do too. And he's except like, for that ten minute stare he gave me after I tried to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so full disclosure, Jeff Merrick. Uh, froze. We had some technical difficulties, and uh, and so he's oh, he hasn't done all of the previews. But what what's going to be the uh, outline for this episode is that Ken and I will talk about a series, and then we'll yeah, yeah, play yeah, yeah. a pre-recorded segment of Jeff talking about said series. Right. Then we'll talk about the next series, and then with Jeff and so on. I and think so we've forth. actually we only actually missed on the. Uh... On the Dallas when a, a Dallas Minnesota series, I think that's the yeah, only one yeah. we did, we couldn't get to. His uh, internet went out at home, and then he had to go and shuffle kids off to baseball and hockey and different other things. So, I mean, in uh, fairness, if you're a to, fan of that, we did have Bill Guerin on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's too bad because that's going to be a great series. It's going to be a great series. Dallas Minnesota is going. Is it going to be a bad series this year? Is there going to be a bad series this year? Yeah. Caroline and the Islanders, I kind of feel like it's mm. not going to be the most compelling hockey that we've ever seen in the history of existence. All right. Well, let's get to it here. We have with us Jeff Merrick, who, uh, Jeff Merrick, the man, the man, the only man in hockey who can speak equally authoritatively about Colton Sissons and Sisyphus. <laughs> See what I did there? That was, that was really impressive. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, yeah I thought I of that how, earlier today. 
I wonder how much today. I wonder how much David Poyles thought about that's been his tenure with the Nashville Predators pushing the rock <laughs> up one side only to to watch it tumble down tumble down the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good I, day, uh, gentlemen. How are you? I'm doing great, Jeff, and and uh, we understand you've got it's it's that time of year. You've got a, one kid to take to spring hockey, you've got another <laughs> kid to take to baseball practice, and yes. the Stanley Cup playoffs start tonight. So yes, I don't want to I don't want to take up too much of your time, but no, we no do problem. appreciate you joining us. First off, Always Jeff, I, I, I yeah. don't want to I don't want to ambush ambush you with this, but just wondering sure. if you can give us a few quick thoughts. Yep. On Bradshaw Living and the Calgary Flames mutually parting ways, sure. I kind of I kind of saw this coming, um, yeah. and I think it's just a, the first of dominoes. And and now I would suspect that a new GM will be able to come there and there and say, "Well, you know what? I know you just extended the coach, but I yeah. want my own guy." How, where where, where do you see all this going? It, yeah, uh, I, I'm with you, Kenny. Um, I, I, listen, uh, Brad for Living was offered a contract earlier this season and mm-hmm. wasn't comfortable at that point signing it. Um, I don't know if I don't know if there was, or I shouldn't say this. How I don't know how I say this. I don't know if it was a situation where there was a lot of friction between yep. the general manager and the coach, or there was a lot of friction between the general manager and the owner slash ownership group. Um, but it, it seemed as if as the, um, as the, uh, the winter went along that, you know, the longer that Brad living didn't sign the contract extension or wasn't willing to entertain the idea of staying in Calgary, the more, I think we kind of knew that this was going to be a, oh, how did we used to say this a quick five minutes ago, a conscious uncoupling, <laughs> of uh, yeah, Brad okay. for living yeah. in the uh, and, yeah. and the Calgary Flames. Um, I, I don't think that we're surprised uh, at this one. Um, Daryl Sutter is the coach. Period. Um, Marie Edwards likes Daryl Sutter as his coach. Thank you very much, and isn't really interested in paying Daryl Sutter or uh, four million dollars. Not the coach. Right. So I, I think the next general manager uh, is going to come into this situation with the coach established, okay. and that is the coach that is the favorite at this point of the owner. So I don't think it's going to be a situation where the coach walks in and says, well, I want so-and-so. And And Murray Edwards says, well, that's cute. The door works both ways. I think Daryl Sutter is the coach, the coach period here. And then I guess one of the questions becomes, you know, what's next for Brad for living? Yeah. It's been a really emotionally exhaustive couple of years for Brad for Mm -hmm. living. Let's not Mm -hmm. forget too, like, Brad's for living outside of putting together really competitive hockey teams. I know there hasn't been the playoff success. There's yeah. only been a couple of rounds uh, where they've been successful. Had I mean, Bill Peters, he had, well, I was going to say had, like, yeah, he's had you, all you like, to like, deal with. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'll tell you, I was really impressed how Brad for living conducted himself through all of that because, okay. you know, every day he was out in front of the media getting yep. a ton of questions, really uncomfortable questions, questions yep. that he had no answers for, or the ones that he could answer he didn't want to for mm-hmm. fear of getting mm-hmm. himself in, in legal trouble. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that he handled that really professionally. And that to me is a big part of Bradford Living's resume, right. how he composed himself, not by just, you know, making hockey teams and signings and trades and all that, but how he handled himself through one of the most difficult situations a general manager could ever go through. I, I think yeah. that, yeah. you know, someone's going to get Bradshaw living whenever he decides to be a manager again. And who knows, maybe that's Pittsburgh. Maybe that's, you know, mm-hmm. if there's a first round flame out in Toronto, maybe that's MLSC. Who knows? Right. But I think right. Bradshaw living right. essentially is going to be one of those guys who's unemployed as long as he wants. 
it's interesting because now we're left to sort of contemplate his legacy, right? And we say, okay, well, I mean, last year he made the best of a of a of an untenable situation and made what we thought at the yep. time was a very, was a was a really good trade. Um and and I think everything he did this year, you have to put it into the prism of this team was supposed to be better. They were supposed to be a Stanley Cup contender. So when you give Sean yep. Monahan away and 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 have to throw in a you know a first rounder in 2025, doesn't look so good in mm-hmm. retrospect. But at the time, you're thinking, okay, this is all part of the plan. So, you know, and then the, obviously the the, the Kachuk for Huberto trade didn't work out as well as it would have liked. Kadri's contract, I think we all thought that was going to age poorly. It's maybe aged more quickly than we would have thought. I, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but you know, so we're left to sort of contemplate a legacy of yeah. He he did okay, but um, you know ultimately the, the the success wasn't there. It's interesting because the moves that he made, the ones that you look at and you say, okay, you know what, this isn't gonna, this isn't going to age very well. Yeah, you 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 make those trades when you think you're close. Right. Like if you make those trades, you know, well in advance of when you're at the anywhere near the top of your winning cycle, that's when you really get roasted. But I looked at the moves that Brad Living made and I said to myself, "Okay, like we know those last couple of seasons are going to be those are going to be the ugly years. Like those those are going to be really challenging. But when you're you think you're that close to a deep playoff run or dare we even whisper the Stanley Cup, you do it because it's 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 worth it. And does it cost you long term? Yeah, but you're. You know, you're in the you're, you're you're in the race here for the Stanley Cup. Yep. I think that Brad Treliving was able to consistently put together competitive teams, um, teams that probably mm-hmm. should have done better. And and last season was the year. Like, make no mistake about it. Like, he helped yep. you know put together what was the best line in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, full stop. Like that line. Like Lindholm, uh, Goudreau, and Kachuk. That Kachuk, was the yeah. best line from wire to wire last year in the uh, in, in the NHL. Um, and they probably should have gone deeper, but for whatever reason, and he still isn't the same goaltender, the yeah, Oilers oh no. are kryptonite yeah. to Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. And I don't want to go as far as saying like the Edmonton Oilers broke Jacob Markstrom, right. but he hasn't been the same since that series. Yeah. He has yeah, not right. yeah. been yeah. the same yeah. goaltender mm-hmm. since that. Is that Brad Trilliving's fault? No, I mean, no, he, no. I mean, he actually, he pretty much stole Jacob Markstrom from the Oilers. You remember that day where Markstrom well, scored the Kenny Oilers. Thought he, had him. Scored. Kenny thought he thought he had, he had him. him. He, he thought he had him. He thought he was had done. Then he had to scramble yeah. at the end. That he had, yeah, had yeah. to scramble at the end. Yeah. Um, Try to get Darcy Kemper from, from Arizona as well. Right. Um, but yeah, he thought, he, and Treliving, I think maybe added the extra year and, and then ended up getting Jacob Markstrom. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that. Brad Treliving made really bold moves, put together yep. really good teams, albeit teams that didn't have the playoff success. And the one thing that we learned about Brad Treliving with his tenure with the Calgary Flames is he's in on every conversation. Like yeah. the one thing about Brad Treliving is he 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 lives on his phone. Mm-hmm. Right, he mm-hmm. is checking in. There's some GMs like, eh, not really interested. Not making that phone. He is in on everybody. Right. He is in on every conversation. Like as far as being a thorough general manager, like uh-huh. normally you, you you talk to GMs after a deal. Like okay, so who checked in? Who was it? It's always Calgary. <laughs> it's all. It's always a Calgary yeah, checked yeah, in. Yeah. Calgary checked yeah. in. Calgary checked in here. That's the one thing that we know about about Brad Treliving is, you know, he's hired to do a job and he's not shy about doing the work. So I think that, you know, I think Treliving exits the Calgary Flames. 
a much sought after person, whether it's Pittsburgh or whomever, uh, uh, whoever you know, uh, needs yeah. uh, Brad Treliving services. And the right. interesting thing about Treliving too, and this speaks to the family, is you know the NHL right now is evolving away, like other sports have, away from being teams that are owned by families. And now it's more teams that are owned by companies. And with that comes a corporate culture. Mm-hmm. And Brad Treliving uh, seems to me to be someone who's quite at ease in both. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's, yeah. you know, working for well, he comes from family. that, right? Like he comes That's from what I'm that. saying with, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah, his, yeah. with his dad. Like that's yeah, the family yeah. business, right? right and exactly, that's, exactly. So yeah. like he's comfy, like weekly reports, sure, no problem. Um, sure, group meetings, sure. shared responsibilities, all of that, like everything that we expect in corporate culture. Brad, Brad Trilliving seems good. fine swimming in any of these waters. Yep. Like to me, he's yep. a, he's a sought after guy, a completely sought after guy. Okay. Well, maybe he rockets up the the list of uh, available unrestricted free agents this yeah. year. Okay. If I'm if I'm if you if you're Pittsburgh, how do you not at least have the conversation? I I'm, I no, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. I mean, you absolutely have to, <clears throat> for sure. I, only, I, I think know, I, I think I think the only question is does Brad does Brad want a break? <laughs> like he might, he might just say, you know what? I want to peace out for a year. Sure. You know? Sure. Like, yeah. who, who knows? Yeah. I want to do a Barry Trotz. Yeah. Yeah. See what Could happens. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, let's get to the good stuff. Let's yeah. get to the good stuff. The playoffs. Let's start in the East. And, sure. and just, just Jeff, just for each series, we'll, we'll throw it out. I just want to okay. see what, what, what you, you know what you're looking for. Like it doesn't have okay. to be super in depth. It doesn't have to be a prediction if you don't want it to be. Just what you're looking for. What what's piquing your interest in each series? Uh, Colorado Avalanche and Seattle Kraken. Oh, you want to go right there all the way? Well, I said let's get Kraken, and then you said we should do the West, and then I thought let's just let's why not? Maybe we didn't do that one either. I can't remember. We didn't Did we? do that one. No, we didn't. That's no. right. Okay. Yeah. So we won't. We actually won't have Jeff on talking about this one. But no. Um. Well. Uh, I think, you know, the real, um, wild card here is how hurt or not hurt is Kale McCarr. He missed the final, I think, seven games of the season. Yeah. Lower body injury. Um, that's, that's a big blow. I mean, Gabriel Landis Cog. And did he have two concussions this year? He had at least one, but this one was, this one was, they kept saying it was lower body. So I don't think it was at anything. To no, I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting he had at least that. One. He had at least one. Uh, it might've had two. Um, and he's, you know, when you skate like that and you can move around like that and you carry the puck as much as he is, mm-hmm. you're going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it hasn't changed that much since Bobby Orr, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, but anyways, but but I mean, not having Gabriel Landeskog is you know it, it it's a blow, but not having Kale McCarr is could be a fatal blow. Um, but assuming he's going to be able to play, um, you know, I mean, I think Colorado is spent a lot of this year just trying to tread water through all the injuries and everything, uh, and then once they started to get healthy. Um, they really started to put it together. Yeah. And uh, they were fabulous. Mm-hmm. Led by the second best player in the world. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um uh you know, Nathan McKinnon is giving every indication he's in beast mode. 
He's in playoff beast mode. Oh yeah, like every indication. Oh yeah, he's. I don't know if you fabulous. saw the last game of the year, but he was. He got a hat trick. He's looked you know? maybe better than I remember him looking in the playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, all things being equal, I think this will be a good series. I think Colorado will win this series. Um, Seattle just does not have the top end talent. They just can't match. They've got great by committee. Mm-hmm. players you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah like they've got a great by commit like they scored a lot of goals this year oh yeah they didn't have any like i mean jared mccann had a really nice year and they they had a few guys who had some really good years but like they don't have a they don't have a, a 40 goal guy no you know what i mean no. and, and and so they did a lot of it by committee this year mm-hmm. and uh th- that's that's served them very very well but i just think you know like how often does the playoffs come down to top a end, committee, top, top end talent, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it's usually the team with the top end talent wins, especially when that top end talent is like as dialed in as their, to, as Colorado's top line talent is. Yeah. Top end talent. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I see this one going Colorado's way. I see Colorado getting at least to the conference final. I, Ooh. I really hope we get to see an Edmonton Colorado conference final. That would be uh that would be just fine and dandy with me. So I I would agree with you that I see this as going Colorado's way. Uh I think that as of next round, we start to worry about Colorado's injuries. But I think that as of this round, even if Kale McCarr was out for this round, I think that that defense core would be good enough to mm-hmm. to do it. Yep, and it is, yep. is and it is a very very good defense core. Oh, it's right? not it's not very good. It's elite. Okay, well, it's, it's yeah. You're, without it's elite with Kale McCarr. It's like really really good without him. That's what there I said. Go. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Ken just likes to circle these things until it sounds like his idea. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I said, even without them, they're a really, really good oh, defense that core. That's what okay. I said. <laughs> See, I don't listen too much to you. No, and that's fair. Yeah, I, I only like... drift in and out of what I say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think there's there's too much else to be said about that. Um, Georgiev's that, had a good year. Yeah. Right? Georgiev's actually had a sneaky, really good year. Like like an yeah. all like a, a periphery Vezina year. It's hard for me to say that behind a defense core like that, though. Well, I mean, you know, Marty Berdur won Vezina trophies. You know, yeah. I mean, no, I like I no, think I, he's, I think he's had like a like you know I mean he's not he's not going to win it. It's going to be I I believe the three finalists are going to be Allmark, uh, Sorokin, and Hellebuck. Uh, I think I think UC Saros is going to be in there. Allmark, Sorokin, and Hellebuck, you said? Yeah. Yeah. I've got... Uh, I've got... You know what? I'm not... I, Elmark's not my guy anymore. He's not my pick. No. To win I, it. Didn't play enough games. Hmm. Didn't play enough games. Yeah. Played 47, 48. It's the old Billy Smith thing. I remember I talked to Billy Smith after, like, long after his career. And, like, he didn't win a bunch of Vezina trophies because he was platooned. Basically yeah. through this yeah. season. Yeah. And I said, you know, like you kind of like, does that kind of bug you? And he said, you know what? He said, that's the one thing that I regret most 
is not saying to Al Arbor, I want more games in the regular season. You know, I mean, it worked out pretty well. It's so funny because you just think about all the goalies that have Vesnas and say doesn't mean, you know, diddly squat because I've got no cup to go with it. You yeah. think about Lundqvist, Luongo, Price. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- those are three guys that just retired within the last two years. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, technically not retired for Price, but let's let's. Hey, everybody, it's not only Stanley Cup playoff time, it's NBA playoff time, too. And that means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Get real. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move on to the next series. Okay. we got a lot to get through today, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about the playoffs, a series, and not about retired goaltenders. Not about Billy Smith. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we do uh, Winnipeg, uh, Las Vegas? Las Vegas? Vegas. What's that? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm an Elvis fan. Wow. I can't believe Mark Viva Stone. Las Vegas. Okay, shut up. Okay, I can't believe... That Mark Stone is like magically available now that the playoffs have started. Can you believe that, Dylan? It's it's unbelievable to me. It's unfathomable. My understanding. Wow, who would have seen that coming? My <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to make a joke, but now I've forgotten the name of the pool. There's like this like supposed to be like this like sacred healing pool somewhere in, in India. And I was gonna say my understanding is that they they spent this whole time taking him on a pilgrimage to that pool, and okay, so that he's yeah, ready yeah. for the playoffs. And then I forgot the name, and now yeah, even even if you'd known the it's name, it would have been joke. a bit of a stretch. But anyways, yeah. Um, the point yeah, is, you so, said it was a miracle, and I wanted right, to I wanted right. to expound on expound, that. Expound, yes. This series, uh, I don't think it's going to be so great to watch. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. A lot of offensive firepower on both teams. Well, I don't know. I mean, like Vegas, I mean, Jack Eichel was their leading scorer. He had, what, 66 points? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, even Mark Scheifele for... Mark Scheifele got a lot of goals. He didn't get a ton of points. I mean, obviously, Josh Morrissey, who tailed off at the end of the year, was very, very good. Um, So... See, I look at a guy like Nikolai Ehlers, who's coming, who's apparently coming back too for this playoff. Yes, and to me, do something in the playoffs for once in your life, please. Do you think maybe, yeah. like, you know yeah. what I mean? This guy, this guy is like all we do is look at this guy and go, "Oh, he's so talented. He's so this. He's so that." And then in the playoffs, he just freaking disappears. Yeah, like if he could ever find his. You know, find his mojo in the playoffs. <laughs> they would be scary. But yeah, Winnipeg. I picked them to win in seven, but I'm not. 
I'm not like super, super stoked about that prediction. Hmm. I just, I just think Connor Hellebuck, like for the last month of the season, Connor Hellebuck was Connor Hellebuck. And for the first six? Not as much. No, he was Connor. He no, was, he, was, he was. He was. He only yeah. had one month where he dropped off a little bit. And even then he dropped off to league average. He didn't right, drop right, off totally. But right, he, right, he was right. heavy Vesna favorites, dropped yeah. off a little bit. Heavy Vesna favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so... Um, so yeah, I, I think he could be the difference maker here. I mean, what do you got on the other side? You got Bressois, you got, you've got, uh, quick Jonathan quick. You've yeah. got, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, I think that could be a big difference maker. I could see, I could see Vegas. I can see the, the, the camera shots of them just shaking their heads and skating to the, dot face off dot to go take another face off and wondering how the hell they didn't score on that opportunity i think that quick and hellebuck are an interesting matchup because there are not two more opposite goalies in right. the in the league right right hellebuck one is, is one is a robot and the other ones are an acrobat uh, hellebuck's not a robot yeah. he's very very He's Deep methodical, position, methodical positional. The only reason why I say he's not a robot is because he does a lot of things that a lot of goalie guys hate. The way okay. that he enters his RVH and the way that he holds his RVH, a lot of goalies guy, guys hate it and stuff okay. like that. But so I, I don't want to say robot because he's not as he's not as technically proficient as you'd think. But his positioning yeah. is, anyways, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Don't need to get into that. But but yeah, it is. It's it's quite funny that you know you've got one guy that's never going to leave his crease and one guy that will never enter his crease <laughs> in the whole series, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a good series. I think that Winnipeg, uh, and and I'm not. I don't want to step on this any further because uh this is something that jeff merrick talks about but they they have the propensity we haven't even talked to him yet right <laughs> they have the propensity to throw hissy fits i just think about think about the montreal winnipeg series yeah. where winnipeg yeah. was supposed to win winnipeg was supposed to walk over montreal right and it was like game two when Shifley took that run at Jake mm-hmm. Evans, mm-hmm. they just it, they just have this thing where it, mentally they just seem like when something goes a little wrong, it goes very wrong. Yeah, and they and I just think that if if Vegas stymies them for one game, which is well within Vegas's uh, talent level to do and coaching ability and all the rest of it, if Vegas stymies them for just one game, that might be it. If if uh, if Quick or Brossois gets a shutout or lets one goal against yeah. in one game, yeah, well, it, you could see it unraveling pretty quickly there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Whereas I don't see Vegas unraveling like that. No, you know what it'll I mean. Be, it'll be really Maybe. interesting to see what yeah. Jack Eichel does in his first playoffs. Not too many upsets in the first round, but and I know Mark Stone's coming back, but you've got possibly Nicholas e, uh, Nikolai Ehlers and Cole Perfetti coming back on the other side. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. scream upset but it maybe whispers upset to me uh if it's a, if it's an upset then we're adding to the legacy of connor hellebuck mm-hmm. um like Winni- winnipeg Winni- doesn't winnipeg to you guys seem like a team that is just so tightly wound like they are they're just yeah. like a ball of nerves yep. this this winnipeg this this winnipeg team and we talk about you know last dance last hurrah we talked about the the, the boston bruins and how they know this is this this might be it 
I get that same feeling about the Winnipeg Jets and Kevin Sheveldayoff's got some big decisions on the horizon. A lot of players that are on, you know, only have one year left on term next season. We know it's challenging to get players in Winnipeg. It's going to be some tough decisions this summer yeah. um, for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, the, the, this Jets team, though, just seems so tight, so tense. Um, I know that if I'm going into this, you know, knife fight goalie versus goalie, I like Winnipeg's more than I like Vegas's. Um, I, I just think that, that, that Vegas is, I think Vegas is real good, real deep, um, defensively sound. And by the way, Alex Petrangelo really quietly had a really nice season for the Vegas Golden Knights. He actually really, like, really did. We, we never, we never, we yeah. never really talked about it. I don't, I didn't a whole ton and that's, that's yeah. bad on me. Um, but I, I, I do like Vegas in this one. Uh, and it's unfortunate because I think when we saw the genesis of this, you know, Shifley and, and Wheeler, this, this version of the, the Winnipeg Jets, we said there's going to be a lot of big playoff runs and maybe a Stanley yeah. Cup for the Winnipeg yeah. Jets here. Yep. It's too bad because that, th- this era of the Winnipeg Jets is coming to an end. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I, I, um, yeah, it's, it is, it, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying there. Um, the Winnipeg Jets, they are pretty tightly wound. And I get the sense that, like you say, I mean, people are, had, had such high expectations for this group mm-hmm. and they, they haven't, yeah. they haven't materialized. And, uh, and then now you say, okay, is, is this, you know, is this as good as this group's going to be? Mm-hmm. And if it's, if this is as good as it's going to be, it's not good enough. So we got to move yeah. on. So I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Dallas, Minnesota. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to this series. Yeah. Yeah. I really am. I, I was, it's funny. Somebody was asked me, a friend of mine was asked me yesterday, like who I think the best goalies in the league are, because I, I, I said my thing where I think that Sorokin's incredibly overrated. And, uh, and I said the three that I think are the best, Vasilevsky, Shesterkin and Saros. And I said, Ottinger is the one that I've got my, my eye on as being, Somebody that could potentially be in that category. Overrated. No, no, no. Oh, oh as okay, being, yeah, as yeah. As being in that Vasilevsky. Look, every you always have to ask yourself, yeah, yeah. who's the goalie that you give ten million bucks to? Yeah, and who's the goalie that you give three million bucks to? And I don't think there's any in between for goaltending, right? Because right. after those top three, you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw Linus Allmark's year coming. Right. Nobody. Right. I promise you, nobody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody with half yeah, you, a brain. Yeah. Yep. Nobody on the In Goal Radio podcast, In Goal Magazine, the largest goaltending magazine in the world. Nobody on their their podcast in the preseason predict, prediction said, "You know what? I think Allmark's going to get the Vesna." Not one of them. Nobody right. saw it coming. Right. It'll be interesting because uh, that you know, I mean, it'll be Jake Ottinger against probably Gustafson in Game One. I would think that would be my guess. Uh, yeah, that would be the guess. But whoever they put in in Game One, yeah. um, I'm really excited to see. You know. Kirill Kaprizov and Jason Robertson, two of the best young left wingers oh, yeah. in the league, going at it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to see, to seeing what Matt Boldy can do. Yeah, like, like with uh, with Marcus Johansson and, yeah. and Godro on that second line. Um, yeah, but but I just, um, yeah, it, it'll it'll be this will be this one will be must viewing for me. Um, it's the most I, of a toss I like, up. I like, I liked. Minnesota in February and March didn't like them as much in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't as good in April. Yeah, uh, I I think Joel Erickson Eck not being in this series is going to be a big blow to the Minnesota Wild. 
Yeah. Um, and I just, I feel like the Dallas Stars, like, I just feel like they're, they're, they're that guy that's like steady on the lever, right? Like, yeah. yeah, we got this. Yeah. We got this. You know, so Pete DeBoer, this is his fourth NHL job. He's yes. been in the first year with a new team. He's been to the Stanley Cup final, yeah. the Stanley Cup final, and the conference final. So that would that would suggest that there could be a very long playoff run in in store for the Dallas Stars. It suggests I have a very big apology to make to Pete DeBoer. Why? Because in the preseason, I definitely was like, ah, I don't know if I like this hiring. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. I uh, I eat it when I'm wrong. <laughs> That's why I'm always so full. <laughs> but uh, I I think that this series to me is the biggest toss up. Is it really? Eh? Yeah. Do you, okay. do you not think so? Yeah. Like I just I really find it hard. I feel like I could talk myself in or out of either team. Okay. You know I feel yeah. like I'm I'm sit I could you could sit there and go like like that Dallas has the goaltending so that's the tiebreaker. And then you kind of go, well, mm. but, you know, Minnesota has, and, and with respect to Robertson, Krill's Kaprasov is better and more dynamic and more interesting to watch, I think. Okay. okay. Personally, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, and then you go, oh, Kaprasov. And then you go, well, you know, and, and also uh, Minnesota, guys like Erickson Eck are guys that you wanted the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Just. Yeah. Yeah. And Boldy as well. Yeah. Just absolute pricks to deal with, right? Mm. And um but then you you know, but then you start thinking about Dallas, you start thinking about um what's his name there? Uh what's his name? Well, yeah, what's, what's his, his name? name? Yeah, Ben. What's, well that I was you start thinking bring about him Ben up. and that, that and that depth. See, and and the year he had this year. Right. I mean, you know, I mean that because because I think what Minnesota's gonna try to do in this series is they're gonna try and drag it down into the mud a little bit you think so oh eh? yeah yeah oh yeah but does that even benefit They've minnesota got, more? yes it does because yeah. they, they're bigger and they're more physical yeah and they're more defensive yeah so so if they can keep the series from getting too exciting and too you know <laughs> a little out of hand i think that that behooves them well yeah you know so but then you know now a jamie ben who's can who who can sit there and go yeah go ahead Go yeah. ahead. I'm I'm very very. In case you haven't noticed, I'm very very comfortable playing in those kinds of games. Yeah. Um. And oh yeah, I had a great year this year too. And so, and I might just burn you. You know, guys like not just Joe Pavelski. Yeah. Yeah. Guys like Ben. I always ask myself the question because you know Ben has not had an overly physical year this year compared to what we've seen mm-hmm. him like mm-hmm. in the past. And now mm-hmm. he's getting older. But I always ask myself the question because I watched a lot of years of Shea Weber having very very not physical. Uh, regular season, yeah, then it, then and then it, walking yeah. the playoffs and being yeah. like, "Oh, remember the moniker Man Mountain?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and so if Jamie Ben has that in him mm-hmm. to play that physical style, because I don't, he's he's not going to be relied on as a scorer. Of course, he's had a good no, year but, offensively. No, but he could, and he could he pot could, a few. He could be very. He could provide what he provided in the regular season, which was right. very good secondary scoring. Right, and. You got Mason Marchman coming back too. Oh yeah, that's that's true. that yeah, is that's a big one. Very very key for for Dallas. So yeah, I I I think this is going to be a really good series to watch. I think it's going to be a it's there's going to be some serious big boy hockey going on, 
And uh, it should be a lot of fun to watch. I, I think Dallas will win, though. I was going to give it to Dallas, too. Yeah. I started talking about Jamie Benn, and I started just talking myself into saying Dallas. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. It's going to be good, man. That's You're right. It is. It's, That's going to be a fantastic it's series. It's going to be a good series. And as a matter of series. there are some series that I just, I'm not going to, I'm just going to want to watch them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. Notorious flipper, Ken Campbell. Yeah. 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 Okay. Edmonton, Seattle. Um, don't overthink this, Ken. Don't overthink this. Don't overthink this. On, Ed, Ed, Edmonton, Edmonton, LA. Edmonton, LA. Edmi- yeah. Ed, did I say Edmonton, Seattle? Seattle yeah. I did say Edmonton, yeah. Seattle. I meant Edmonton, LA. You really didn't overthink no that. Then. I didn't overthink <laughs> it. Yeah. I really underthought that. Yeah. Ed, Edmonton, LA. Edmonton, LA. Yep. We've got... Um, yep. One team that has that has that is historically uh, offensive uh, with a power yep. play that is one of the best that we've ever seen. Um, and penalty kill it, too. Yeah, yeah, and it's and and it, they're going against a team that can really grind you down and shut it down. Um, but I, I just, it's just too overwhelming. I think for LA, I mean, they're not going to be an easy out. They weren't last year when no. it took seven games. You know. But but I just I don't see it going any other way. And it'll be Jonas Corposalo versus Stuart Skinner, as we all predicted at the beginning of the season yeah. between uh, <laughs> between between these two teams. Um, the thing that I've been saying about the Oilers, you know, pretty much all season long, is uh, has anybody seen Connor McDavid's upper teeth? Because this is not a year where he's smiling. This is a year where Connor McDavid oh, no, is singularly yeah. focused yeah. on the Stanley Cup, and that's it. How many times mm-hmm. did we see Connor McDavid after big games refuse to talk about it mm-hmm. and defer, defer, defer? Like, I think I saw maybe snicker or maybe giggle when Matt Berlin came in the e-bug that one night and he oh, yeah, kind of yeah. had a chuckle. I think that's yeah. the most he's allowed himself to laugh all season long. Like, I do yeah. not bet against players like this. And well, I, I, I cannot bet. And you know what? I always look at, you know, regulation wins as a predictor. Of, uh, of of playoff success, I think Edmonton was at forty four or forty five. Yeah, was it forty four? I think Boston so. was Boston was like at fifty eight or like an ungodly number. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. that that's a that's a big predictor. You know, get rid of the three on three, get rid of the shootout. Who's really who's really playing playoff hockey? I think Edmonton's poised for bigger things. Like not only do I think they can you know dispatch the Kings here, but they're a legit Stanley Cup contender. Like the for minute sure. they got Matias sure. at home, like everything just started to fit with it that. It really back did, end. and and yeah. I think the big. I, I think the the thing that made that trade so so valuable for Edmonton is now Darnell Nurse doesn't get exposed. You know he doesn't get overworked. He was I think I, I think Darnell yeah. Nurse is a very good player, a very good defenseman. But Great skater. He's not, yeah, but but when he's trying to be everything everywhere all at once for thirty minutes a night. Yeah, for thirty minutes a night. That does yeah. that's not a good. That's not good. And you know who's and a better defenseman? Vincent DeHarnay has been a big help to them too, I think, in terms you know, of the physical part. There of it. were a, there were a couple of players that Ken Holland was looking at um, at the at the uh, trade deadline to bring in for that for that bottom. I think Radko Gudis might have been one. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I know there were some players that Holland was looking at, and Jay Woodcroft said Vincent DeHarnay can do this. Yeah, like that is that that right? That is a Jay Woodcroft call. Like mm-hmm. the presence of Vincent DeHarnay, the 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 mm-hmm. one player, the one player that I want to pivot back to here, that's been one of the main beneficiaries here of Matthias Ekholm, is Evan Bouchard. 
Yeah. How much mm-hmm. better of a defenseman now is Evan yep. Bouchard because yep. of Matthias Eichholm? Like to your point mm-hmm. about Darnell Nurse and the minutes and like, let's make them a little yep. more manageable and all that. All that is absolutely true. And their top four looks a lot better now because not only do they have Matthias Eichholm, but Evan Bouchard. And I think it opens him. I think it opens him up offensively too, which I think we're seeing as well. Look at the power play, right? Yeah. Now there's 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 a shooting threat from the point. Like even on power play, like when Tyson Berry ran the power play, did anyone think for a second Tyson Berry was shooting that puck ever? Like there's never a shooting threat. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. You have Evan Bouchard up top on the power play. All of a sudden, he can distribute the puck, and also you have a shooting threat in Evan Bouchard as well. Yeah, exactly. All right. Tell me, tell me your thoughts leading into the LA Kings and Edmonton Oilers. My thoughts, yes, are that the Edmonton, if you have any, the, yeah, okay, yeah, the the Edmonton Oilers just look like a team that's figured it out. They do, you know, yeah, they do. Uh, they give up six goals in their final seven games. Like this team that everyone thinks is so bad to, defensively, to, yeah, has blah, to blah, has yeah. to outscore all its problems and yeah. and has to you know and has to do all these things to just kind of you know win six four. Yeah, they give up six goals in their last seven games, and they won their last nine. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the Ekholm acquisition at the deadline was huge. Yeah, you know, Stuart Skinner, I have him, I have him on my Calder ballot. I absolutely have him on my Calder ballot. Yeah, um, and you know, I just think that, like, LA's not fun to play against and mm-hmm. they're not going to be an easy out, but I, I just cannot see Edmonton just sort of overwhelming them. I mean, last year it took all they had It took Edmonton, all they had, they won in seven. Yeah. Um, this year, I think it'll probably be six or five, but yeah. it's not, they're not going to be, they're not going to come out of that series going, Oh, la dee da. We had a nice little easy time. Here. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're going to, it's, and I mean, I know you love Phil Deneau. I know you love that guy, but I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take in the showdown between Connor McDavid and Phil Deneau. I'm gonna go with Connor McDavid. I, so, firstly, I've never seen anybody piss off Connor McDavid as much as I've seen Phil Deneau piss off Connor McDavid. I think that's quite funny, and I think that's a unique skill <laughs> in and of itself. Um, he doesn't do it dirty. He's not like hacking him or whatever. It's just like you just every time you turn around, it's yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like your little brother following you around on spring break or something. But uh, look, can, can I list off just a bunch of random incoherent thoughts about this series? Go ahead. Yeah. As <laughs> yeah, opposed yeah. to what I usually yeah, do. Yeah. 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 Um, last year, Mike Smith uh, had an excellent playoffs. And I think that it was underappreciated how much Mike Smith uh, contributed to Edmonton's success in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This year, I don't think that Stuart Skinner is has that ability. But on the other hand, you've got Matthias Ekholm, which puts the defense in a better situation. Yeah, Leon Dreisaitl played last year with no ankle, didn't yeah. exist. Yeah, yeah. This year, he probably has an ankle. I this predict year, there, there are going to be games this year where Leon Dreisaitl is the best player on the ice. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like... 100%. Yeah, like he, he, there will be games where he's going to be... Where he says, hold beast. my beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, hold my beer, Stein. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you got... And then... Um, but then I think, you know, Edmonton, they're... They haven't, they haven't graduated a lot of top prospects up mm-hmm. this year 
or or had people take steps, which is understandable because they're at a different place in their cycle than L.A. is. Right. But L.A. has had many players mm-hmm. take a further step forward. Right. And Anze Kopitar has also had a good year this year. So, I mean, it, it's the same It's the same storyline as last year. You've got the top two offensive centers in the league and the top two defensive centers in the league, you know, facing down against each other. And... Yeah, I think, you know what I think, though? I think that it's going to come down to if you're going to shut, try and shut them down, hmm. you're going to shut them down from the back end. It's yeah. going to be Drew, Drew Doughty. It's going to be Gavrikov. It's going to be, you know, those guys that are doing the shutting down. Yeah. And and that's that's where LA has to win this series because they do have more defensive depth, like significantly more defensive depth than Edmonton has. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's where they would like to direct this mm-hmm. series. Um, but I, I just... It's Edmonton. I'm not saying it's not Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that, yeah. and, I, and it's not a hot take. It is Edmonton. Right. I'm just saying that there's there's a lot that intrigues me that, that makes me think it's going to be close. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I, th- I, I don't think it's going to be as close as it was. I don't think it's yeah. going to be close as it was last year. I'm, I'm going to say... Ah, we'll go six. We'll go six, Edmonton and six. Wow. A gentleman's sweep. That's what that is? Yeah. A gentleman's sweep. That's what it's called? Yeah. Okay. I call letting in one goal a gentleman's shutout now. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that's that's something that I'm trying to coin. <laughs> wow. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, not well so far. No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on this uh, conference on the Western, this podcast on the Western Conference. And stick around because we're going to be releasing a podcast on the Eastern Conference at the same time. So check it out if you have any curiosity to set up the East and enjoy the playoffs. Check out KenCampbell.substack.com. Check us out at Hockey No Filter. And of course, Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Talk to you soon.